Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the men on the wall as we pick up in Isaiah chapter 36, verse 11. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Then said Eliakim and Shebna and Joash to this Rebshakeh, Speak, I pray thee, unto thy servants in the Syrian language, or in Aramaic, for we understand it. Don't speak to us in the Jews' language in the ears of the people that are upon the wall. Now here are all of the men of Israel sitting there on the wall, and so these emissaries of Hezekiah figure, man, this guy must be demoralizing these people. He's, uh, you know, saying, hey, you know, if we gave you 2,000 horses, you couldn't put men on them, and how are you going to ever defy us and all? And, and so uh, they, they said, hey, you know, don't talk to us in, in Hebrew. Talk to us in the Syrian. We can understand your uh, Syrian tongue or Aramaic. We understand that. Speak to us in Aramaic. But this Rabshakeh, picked up on what they were noticing. And so he said, hey, wait a minute. Didn't the king send me to talk to you men on the wall? You know, I don't care about your King Hezekiah. And he stood and he cried with a loud voice, verse 13, in the Jews' language and said, hear ye the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus saith the king, don't let Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord or in Yahweh, saying, the Yahweh will surely deliver us, for this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, just make an agreement with me by a present. In other words, just pay some tribute and come on out and just work in your fields, eat of your own vines and of your own fig trees, drink waters out of your own cistern until I come and repopulate you in another land that is just as nice and pleasant as this one. Now, Sennacherib, the Assyrian king, had the habit or custom of repopulating the peoples from their lands because as they would move them out of their land, away from their families and away from their friends, they they had to learn a whole new culture and and were with different people. And it kept them from banding together in a rebellion. And so he's offering them, here, we'll just take you away and we'll give you another land that's just as pleasant and nice as this. You know, just pay tribute and just wait for us to come and repopulate you. And then, again, he said, Beware, lest Hezekiah persuade you, saying that Yahweh will deliver us. Hath any of the gods of the nations delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? So he's now exalting himself against the God of Jacob. Where are the gods of Hamath, Arphad? Where are the gods of Seraphim? And those, and they have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? 
Who are they among all the gods of these lands that have delivered their land out of my hand that Yahweh should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? But the men on the wall wisely held their peace. They didn't answer a word, for the king's commandment was, don't answer him. So then came Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, that was over the household of Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, and the son of Asaph, the recorder, to Hezekiah with their clothes rent, and they told him the words of Rabshakeh. Now, it was a custom that when you were very upset or when you were in real trouble, the thing to do is just tear your clothes. And so these guys have been receiving all of these threats now from this emissary of the king of Assyria. And uh, it's been a bad experience. So they tear their clothes. It's sort of, hey, you know, woe is us. We've had it kind of a thing. And, And they came into Hezekiah Uh, with their clothes torn. And so it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it that he tore his clothes. Yeah, man, it is bad. Drip, you know. (laughs) And he covered himself with sackcloth. Now, sackcloth was something that they put upon themselves to more or less afflict themselves. It was whenever you were in mourning, you would put on sackcloth. Uh, sackcloth, as you can well imagine, against the skin must be very irritating. And so the king himself put on sackcloth and he went into the house of the Lord, or he went into the temple. And then he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and the elders and the priests. They were covered with sackcloth and they came to Isaiah, the prophet. And they said to Isaiah, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and of blasphemy. For the children are come to birth, but the mothers do not have enough strength to bring them forth. Actually, they were beginning to suffer from the ravages of, of being closed in by the Assyrian forces. And so with the shortage of food, uh, the strength of the mothers was ebbing and uh, they didn't have enough strength when uh, it came time for a child to be delivered. They'd be in labor and yet they didn't have enough strength to bring the children forth. He said, it may be that Yahweh thy God will hear the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria, his master, hath sent to reproach the living God and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that is left. So it's it's really a request to Isaiah, pray. You know, this guy's been down here and, and, and we're in trouble, pray. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words that you have heard, wherewith the servants of the king of Assyria hath blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. 
So God's answer to these threats of Sennacherib is that he is going to return to his own land and there fall by the sword. So Rabshakeh returned and he found the king of Assyria warring against Libna, for he had heard that he was departed from Lachish. And he heard saying concerning Tirhaka, the king of Ethiopia, that he has come forth to make war with thee. And when he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, the king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God, in whom you trust, deceive you, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given to the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all of the lands by destroying them utterly. And you think you're going to be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Rezif and the children of Edom, which were in Telezer? Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Arphad and the king of the city of Sepharvain and Hena and Iva? And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers, and he read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord, and he spread it out before the Lord. I like this. He gets a threatening letter. It is a disturbing letter. And what does he do with it? He goes into the house of the Lord, and he just spreads it out before the Lord. He said, look, Lord, what they're saying about you now. Take care of them, God. <laughs> and, and so he spreads this thing out before the Lord. Oh, if we would only learn to take our problems and our trouble to the Lord. You know, just spread it out before the Lord. Lord, look what's going on. What a wise thing to do. Just take your problems and spread them out before the Lord. And he prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwells between the cherubim, Thou art the God, even thou alone. Of all of the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made the heaven and the earth. God is above all gods. There are many gods. For a god is the master passion of a person's life. The Bible speaks that the gods of the heathen are vain. There is only one true and living God. Francis Schaeffer said the time has come when we as Christians must really just, we can't just talk about God anymore because God is, is, is so many things to so many people. You talk about God and, and to some person it's an essence of love and it's so many things. So he said the time has come when we need to more or less qualify the term God and not just use the term God, but qualify it by saying the eternal living God who created the heavens and the earth. Then we know what God we're talking about. For there is only one eternal living God who has created the heavens and the earth. Though there are many gods that people bow down to worship, yet there's only one true eternal living God, creator of heaven and earth. So here, of all of the kingdoms of the earth and the gods of all of the kingdoms, you're the only one who is really the creator of heaven and earth. 
Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent, which he has sent, actually, to reproach the living God. So here he, is, he addresses him as the living God who has made heaven and earth. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, who dwells between the cherubims. Now, he acknowledges a certain truthfulness to this threatening letter. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations and their countries, surrounding territories. And they have cast their gods into the fire because they were not true gods but the work of men's hands. They were gods of wood and stone. Therefore, they were able to destroy them. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand that all of the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord and you only. Marvelous prayer. A prayer in the recognizing of the greatness of God, who he is. A prayer in which he lays out the facts as he understands them. And then asks God's help in the situation. Then Isaiah sent to Hezekiah saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Inasmuch as you have prayed to me against Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, this is the word which the Lord hath spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, hath despised thee. Talking about Sennacherib now, this powerful Assyrian king. Hey, our little girls despise thee, and they've laughed thee to scorn. The daughters of Jerusalem just shake their heads at thee, which is a sort of a reproachful kind of a thing. Who have you reproached and blasphemed? And against whom have you exalted your voice and lifted up your eyes on high, even against the Holy One of Israel? And by your servants, You've reproached the Lord, the Adonai, and hath said, By the multitude of my chariots am I come into the height of the mountains and to the sides of Lebanon, and I will cut down the tall cedars thereof and the choice fir trees, and I will enter into the height of his border and to the forest of his Carmel. I have digged and drunk water and with the sole of my feet have I dried up all of the rivers of the besieged places. Hast thou not heard long ago how I have done it, and of ancient times that I have formed it? Now have I brought it to pass that thou shouldest be to lay waste defense cities into ruinous heaps. Therefore, their inhabitants were of small power. They were dismayed and confounded. They were as the grass of the field and as the green herb and as the grass on the housetops, and as the corn that is blasted before it has grown up. But I know thy abode, and thy going out, and thy coming in, and thy rage against me. 
And because thy rage against me and the tumult is come up into mine ears, therefore will I put my hook in your nose and my bridle in thy lips, and I will turn thee back by the way which you came. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall eat. And this is unto the children of Hezekiah. You shall eat this year. In other words, God has declared, I'm going to turn you back. And by the way, you came. This is where you're going. This is the end of the message to Sennacherib, now to Hezekiah. This shall be the sign that God is going to fulfill this. This year, you will eat that which just grows of itself out of the ground. And the second year, the same thing, that which springs from the same. And in the third year, you're going to sow the land and reap, and you'll plant the vineyards, and you'll eat the fruit thereof. God is going to restore and remove the enemy entirely out of the land. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they that escape out of Mount Zion for the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, the same he will return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Now, this is the word of the Lord through Isaiah to King Hezekiah. Now, if you were king and the prophet of God gave you this message, how would you react to it? <laughs> Here you're facing the strongest army in the world and you are admittedly weak. The guy has said, hey, we gave you 2,000 horses. You don't have enough men to put on them. They've wiped out all of the enemy, all, all of the other lands, which were many of them stronger and more powerful than you are. And now the word of the Lord comes from the prophet Isaiah saying, don't worry about it. They'll never step inside of this city. They won't shoot an arrow in. By the way they came, they're going to turn back. Well, really, what can you do? <laughs> You're really sort of defenseless anyhow. You might as well just hope that the prophet's right because you can't do much else. But fortunately, in this case, the prophet is right. For we read, Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when they, that is the children of Judah, awoke early in the morning, behold, the Assyrian army were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, departed, and he went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh, which is the capital of Assyria. He returned to Nineveh in defeat, his armies destroyed, by an angel of the Lord. And it came to pass. Remember, he said he's going to go back to his land and there he would fall by the sword. It came to pass as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his God, that Adramelech and Sharezer, his sons, smote him with a sword 
and they escaped into the land of Armenia, and Esarhaddon, his son, reigned in his stead. So God's word was fulfilled. Now in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Now, these are pretty heavy tidings. You get sick, and a prophet of God comes and says, Hey, set your house in order, man. This is it. You're going to die and not live. There are things that we must take care of before we die. Important things to take care of. The most important thing that I take care of before I die is my relationship with God. And that's really what the prophet was referring to. Set your house in order. You're going to die and not live. We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Isaiah on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Isaiah 36 through 38 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and bless you this week. May he watch over your lives and keep you in his love. May you abound in the love of Jesus Christ. May there just be that rich flowing forth in and from your life as God works in you, his perfect work of love and grace. May God grant that you have just a special week of enjoying the goodness and the fullness of God in his life. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Sometimes it's difficult to celebrate the holidays like Christmas or New Year's Eve because of a recent death in the family or a sudden tragedy that's happened. And it's in times like this that we want to be used by God to bring encouragement, hope, and most of all, love to our family and friends who are going through a hardship. That's why I'd like to tell you about a book by Chuck Smith called When the Storm Hits. 
I'm amazed when I read this book that it's able to encourage and strengthen a person and persuade them to look to Jesus and not at their problem. It encourages us to be patient, not to lose hope, and when the storm hits, to get anchored on Jesus, the rock, and don't let go. To order a copy of Chuck Smith's book, When the Storm Hits, please call the Word for Today at 800-272-9673. Or you can visit us online to read a preview of the book by visiting thewordfortoday.org.